1: NBA DFS podcast for Friday, March the 10th, 2017. Hoops fans, I'm Paul Bruno. You know me for my work on hockey, baseball, and football podcasts at Rotowire over the last few years, and I'm enjoying these NBA pods in my first year on the hardcourt version of our podcast series, as much as any of the others, in fact. As usual, I want to invite you to follow me at statsman 22 Joining me on this NBA FanDuel Preview podcast is my co-host Dan Bruno. Dan, remind our listeners about your Twitter handle and where to find your work in RotoWire's website.
2: Yeah, well, my work is uh, located on RotoWire's NBA doc, NBA Preview and Recap section, where I cover the games just about daily. There, and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at dbrunoofficial. That's d b r u n o f f i c i a l.
1: All right, Dan, and as usual, we go through the game slate. Uh, We have eight games on tap for tonight, and uh, I'll take the first four, and you can get the nightcaps with the lines and the spreads on all the games. I notice there's one that's not available right now, the Boston and Denver matchup, but we have lines on all the other ones. So I'll go with Orlando at Charlotte, where the home team is a minus eight favorite, and the over/under is two o six and a half. Then the Raptors visit Atlanta. That's going to be a tight game, and the line uh, agrees with that assessment of mine. The home standing Hawks are a two-point favorite. The over-under is at 201 points. Houston goes on the road and brings their high-octane offense into Chicago, and the Rockets are a -a four-and-a-half-point favorite with the over-under at 223 points for that 8 o'clock tip. Indiana goes to Milwaukee, where the home standing Bucks are a -a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And the over-under there is 209 points for another 8 o'clock start. Uh, you got one more 8 o'clock game and the rest are later, Dan.
2: Yeah, the last 8 o'clock game would be uh, the Warriors visiting Minnesota where Golden State is a 5-point favorite with an over-under of 216.5. Then Brooklyn Nets visit Dallas where the Mavericks are a 9-point favorite with an over-under of 212.5. That's a 9 o'clock. Boston uh, Celtics visit Denver at 9 o'clock with uh, the spread the spread and the line is unavailable yet um, and then you got the Washington Wizards visiting Sacramento where the Wizards are 8 point favorites with an over-under of 213.5 and that's at 10.30
1: Alright Dan, before we get into the basketball talk we got to remind our listeners that we have a second sponsor joining us and that's pristineauction.com that's spelled P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E Auction dot com they have daily auctions there ending nightly with hundreds of lots available there's tons of stuff here for the man cave, always something perfect for a fan of any team, any era, any sport uh, authenticity it 's important to a lot of people, and they guarantee authenticity in all the items that come with authentication forms uh, from only the most trusted sources. And if you're concerned about affordability, I can tell you firsthand that most people don't think they can afford this stuff, but it turns out it's much more affordable than you think. The auction prices are somewhat reasonable. When you consider autographed jerseys going for like 220 bucks, that's not much more than you would pay for them in the in the team stores around the league. So I think there's pretty good value. Uh, just that as an example, but they got neat stuff like Muhammad Ali and Pele in an autograph picture frame that was advertised the other day. I took a long look at that, lost out in the auction. But uh, there's a lot of other neat stuff from all teams, all eras, and I encourage you all to check it out. And in fact, when you do so, take a look in the registering uh, register section. It's free to bid, and you only win. uh, You only. Uh, spend money when you win. You don't have to put anything up uh, up front. And lastly, I'll encourage you to mention in the how did you hear about us section on their site, please put uh, pull down the, the drop down menu and select rotowire because of this advertisement. All right, Dan, let's get into our position by position breakdown and see if we can help our listeners win some big money by playing FanDuel today. Let's uh, go into our, uh, our docket on FanDuel and Go position by position as usual, beginning with the point guards. And uh, typically, we want to highlight the guys that are over 10000 in each category. I'll ask you to consider John Wall and Steph Curry in their matchups and whether you see them as a play or fade in uh, this schedule.
2: Well, John Wall coming in at $10,700 has been on quite a streak lately. Uh, the Wizards are doing well themselves, having won three straight. Uh, largely thanks to John Ball's contributions, he's double-doubled in his last three games. Um, been plus plus thirty-nine Fanduel points in those last three games, um, and I think he's a play in my opinion. Looking good. Ten thousand seven hundred dollars is not a not a terrible price tag for a guy who is very capable capable of getting you fifty Fanduel points, and I look to see that from him on uh, Friday up against um, the lesser opponent, the Sacramento Kings.
1: And uh, so you, you're you saying that you would put some money on either of these guys, Dan, then? Yeah, yeah,
2: I'd like John Wall for sure. Okay. Curry is a little bit more questionable for me. Um, he's playing in Minnesota. The, the Warriors have been a little bit shaky as of late. Um, and Minnesota's been playing pretty well, too, and, and that's, a, that's again, in Minnesota. Uh Curry only came up with 36 FanDuel points in his last game. Uh He's been pretty consistent above 30, with only one game below that in about his last 10, and especially with Durant out there, leaning a little bit more on him. But the thing is, for $10,200, I think I would fade Curry in this situation. I, I don't like his matchup as much as I like Wall, so if I'm taking one one big price point guard, it's going to be John Wall here, for sure. Yeah,
1: I tend to agree with you. Wall's been very consistent with the surging Washington club. Uh, he's, he's really the, uh, the key to driving that whole engine, and uh, they've been on fire of late. Uh, we dropped down into the... The range below these guys. Let's take it down to seven thousand, Dan. From Isaiah Thomas at ninety-two hundred dollars. There's a name in there, Kyle Lowry, of course, closer to home here in Toronto. Uh, he's out with a wrist injury for the, most of the rest of the regular season, so you'll want to definitely avoid him. But that leaves still five other choices: in T- Isaiah Thomas, Kemba Walker, Ricky Rubio, Dennis schroeder and Alfred Payton. What say you about any of these five guys?
2: Well, it's hard to uh, not mention Alfred Payton here. The guy's been playing insanely they came up huge for me the other night with 60 plus fan duel points and a triple double um that's that's his second triple double in a row so i mean alfred payton seven thousand dollars is one of his higher price tags of the year but totally deserving i think the magic um after the serger baka trade not necessarily did they get better in terms of on paper but i think Uh, just the spread on the floor for them and people playing in position a little more uh, has been looking pretty good for them. Like a guy like Aaron Gordon is looking to have benefited from that playing more in position and Alfred Payton's picked up his play quite a bit too. So I do like Alfred Payton the most out of this bunch here, but another good look in my opinion here is Isaiah Thomas quite a bit more expensive, $9,200, but uh, they're, they're playing in Denver kind of a tough place to play. But still, Thomas is very, very consistent above 30 Fanduel points here, and you can bet he you're going to get that out of him in Denver for sure.
1: Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm a matchup guy, as you know, and I look at this range and I see Kemba Walker against Alfred Payton at the point position. Uh, are you at all concerned about uh, either guy defending better against the other in this particular matchup? I know uh, you like both of these players, but well,
2: well, size-wise, I think um alfred payton has a big advantage there it's never been a thing to slow down kemba walker majorly but i don't see walker being a a defensive problem for alfred payton really whereas i could see payton maybe slowing down walker a bit but it's worth mentioning that walker has uh five games straight with plus 40 Fanduel points he's been playing great lately um unfortunately his his or his team hasn't been uh following that same exact trend they, they're only four and six in their last 10 and they're coming off a loss so i mean you can you can expect kemba walker to top 30 fan duel points but uh, for the price tag i kind of like isaiah thomas's matchup better there so in this in this second tier pricing of point guards i think i would take isaiah thomas and alfred payton over kemba walker in this night um, although they are playing in charlotte which is a benefit to walker Like I said, I like Alfred Payton better in that matchup.
1: All right, and then from this plateau of seven thousand, it drops down fifteen hundred to the next guy on the board. So let's look at Patrick Beverly, fifty-five hundred dollars, and take it down to five thousand, where we see Corey Joseph and Rajon Rondo. Uh, About some value plays in this range that you might like.
2: Well, Jeremy Lin is a guy to take a look at. Um, You missed most of the season. We know that, but. He's back and he's he's been playing pretty well. He's topped 20 FanDuel points in four of his last five games with 29 in his last game. He's only played twenty around 20 minutes, a little bit higher than that per game in those last five games, but he's been pretty efficient with his time on the floor. So I think his minutes should continue to increase a bit and uh, he should continue to get some run there just you know getting familiar with the guys maybe if anything preparing for next year at this point in Brooklyn but I I like the price tag on Jeremy Lin $5,400 so I think that's a pretty good go there
1: yeah and I'll add the name of Yogi Farrell into this mix he gets the matchup against Brooklyn which is always a favorable one and uh, the Dallas offense seems to be clicking a little bit more consistently of late so uh, I like his totals in the last four games uh, that make me feel a little more confident about this pick. He's topped the 20-point mark four of his last f- uh, five out of his last six starts, with the upward trajectory there well above his season high, a season average of 18.5 Fanduel points per week per game. And uh, we take it down below the 5,000 threshold. We're looking for some value picks down here, Dan. Beginning with Malcolm Brogdon at 4,800, JJ Beret at 47, on down to the 3,500s.
2: Yeah, well, Malcolm Brogdon's been playing consistently well for Milwaukee. He's got himself in the Rookie of the Year chatter. Um, and the Bucks have been playing great, too. They're 1-4 straight, knocking on the door for the playoff spot in the East. Um, Brogdon's top 20 in four of his last five games actually make that seven of his last nine games. Um, and, and that's a great... Um, rate for a guy 4,800 bucks to top 20 Fanduel points most nights so I like Brogdon there for sure Um, but a little lower if you want to save quite a bit more money a couple guys I would take a look at you're not going to expect maybe the same guaranteed return as you would with Brogdon but sometimes you have to fit guys in I like Devin Harris for $3,600 against Brooklyn Um, Harris has been playing pretty well for Dallas lately Uh, the one thing you want to keep an eye on though is is what's the status of J.J. Barea. Barea's uh, ready to go now, too, and uh, if he comes back, it could start cutting into Devin Harris' minutes, but I still think Devin Harris, at three thirty-six hundred dollars is a good chance of talking 15, FanDuel points for you, which is acceptable. Yeah, and then funny. another... Sorry?
1: I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned Barea, because he was one of the guys I was looking at. Now you talk me out of him. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was just, it was gonna, if, it, if he plays, it'll be his first game back, and... Uh, I like to let let, their guy, let, a guys, let let the guys get their feet wet a little bit before I uh, pick them right away after extended absences. Yeah, but another guy here that I like on the super value menu for the uh, point guards is Terry Rozier, 3500 bucks. The youngster for Boston has been, been playing pretty well lately. Um, had a 20-point FanDuel night two games ago. And he's been getting around 15, 20 minutes a game. So that's another real cheapie there.
1: And uh, let's move over to the shooting guard position where the guy at the top of the board came in for some criticism by you in terms of the turnovers that he's coming up with of late. But he still ranks as the top guy on the board at 11800 bucks. I know he's capable of a 60-point night every, every night on the floor, but, boy, if he could control the ball a little bit better, the points would even be higher. And so that's one guy you want to look at. And then we, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, as the second guy over $11,000, $11,100. Both of them have some intriguing matchups that uh, might make you consider one or the other, right?
2: Yeah, well, the thing about James Harden is
1: uh,
2: interesting of note. He's, he's already set the NBA record for most turnovers in a season. And he did that this year, passing his own self last year. So, I mean, we still got a few games to go, and this guy's creating uh, record numbers here with his turnovers. And for me, that's a, as good as he's been playing. Sure, as his team is in a good position in the East. I think, in my mind, that takes him out of MVP candidacy. You can't have an MVP who's set a record for the most turnovers in a game. I don't care, you know, how... how like, maybe if his team was first in the West and he was averaging... You know, 40 points a game, okay, different story. But I, I think with his numbers right now, I don't think you can consider that with that kind of turnover number. So $11,800 for Harden against Chicago is a hard play for me. I'm not too interested in that pick. I'm more inclined toward Antetokounmpo. Um, even though that's $11,000 is a bit of a high price, I think, for him too. Uh, he did come up with 60 Fanduel points in his last game, which has driven his price up a little bit. Um I'm not sure if you're going to get that from him every 69, make that, make that in his last game. So nearing 70, that's what drove his price up a few hundred bucks here. So I'm not too big on either of these picks because I don't think you are necessarily have a great shot of getting 60 points out of either of them. Um, so I'm, I'm fading both Harden and Antetokounmpo um, on Friday night.
1: Yeah, I like that call, Dan, because there's some quality underneath them in the next range. It in- does include two, two guys with question marks regarding their health. Dwayne Wade listed as a game-time decision with a thigh injury, and Nicholas Batum with an ankle injury, both game-time calls. But we still have a few other quality guys up there but above the 6,000 mark, taking it from Seth Curry at 6,200, 6, 6, 6, Clay Thompson 6, Beale at 6,900, Bradley Beal at 7,600, and DeMar DeRozan at 9,700. Can you make the case for one of these four as a guy that you will be likely to put into your lineup?
2: Well, I think $9,700 is a pretty fair price for DeRozan. Um, it's up there, but it's below 10000 and he's very capable of getting you 40-plus, maybe 50 FanDuel points. A couple slower outings in his last two games, but uh, this, those, that was against New Orleans in his last game where he got 29 FanDuel points, and uh, against Milwaukee in the game before that, which I, I find they're a tough team to play against with all their lengths. So, I think DeRozan has a pretty good matchup coming up uh, at Atlanta. I don't think they have the same quality uh, wing defense as, as, for example, Solomon Hill in New Orleans, a pretty good defender there. Um, so I think Atlanta it might be Thabo Sefalosha who's matched up on him, and, and I think DeRozan can handle that matchup. Um, the Raptors are in a pretty good role um, coming off a win in their last game, 6-4 and four in their last 10. DeRozan's been the guy to carry them through most of those wins so I like him on um, uh, tonight and then another guy here I like is uh, Bradley Beal $7,600 against Sacramento I think they, they don't have much in terms of wing defense either and I think Bradley Beal can come up big there
1: yeah, he's got eight straight games where he's topped the 30-point mark, and he's been over 40 in three of those tilts as well. So he's playing probably hit one of his finest stretches of the season, and he's the guy that I was looking at in this range, Dan. And we can't sleep on Seth Curry making a name for himself, just like his brother in this recent scoring. He gets a good matchup against Brooklyn, another guy that's worth a look at $6,200 in this range. Let's go down below the 6000 mark and take a look at the guys. There's a whole mitt full of them, actually in there below the, between 5,000 and uh, 5,900, Dan,
2: Dan. Yeah, I like uh, in this range we've got one of the guys here is Evan Fournier. I think he's been playing pretty well for for Orlando lately, um, perhaps getting a few more shots without Ibaka there. Came up with 36 Fando points in his last game and 29 before that and above 20 in the last five games. And I think he's picked up his play since returning from the All-Star break. Um, 20 points in three of his last five games in just the points column. So, so I like Evan Fournier. He's a main part of Orlando's offense. And uh, for $5,600, that's a good pick at the shooting guard position up against Charlotte. And uh, uh, sorry, I don't remember if you mentioned that Nick Batum's got a game time decision with the nice. ankle. So if Batum is slowed down or out of the game, that takes away from the defending against Fournier. So I like the look there. And another guy who's got a game-time decision is Dwayne Wade with thigh, so we'll have to keep an eye on those guys. But I do like Fournier at 5600 for sure. And another guy in this range that I do like is Tim Hardaway Jr. coming up against the Raptors, $5,700. Bit of a high price for him, we'll say that, but uh, he's putting up some big points. He's, coming, he's plus 30 in three of his last four FanDuel games, uh, or FanDuel points in his last four games and uh, 25 in his last game, which was the lowest of the four games. But uh, he's, he's really filling it up for Atlanta, and he's making a name for himself. So I, I, look, I think we get a good look out of Tim Hardaway, too, in this range.
1: Dan, you took every name that I was looking at in this range. I had a little tick mark by all of them, and you covered them all off. So I'm going to just say let's go down into value country and see if you can do that again to me.
2: Well, a couple guys I like down here. Um, quick quick nod to Norman Powell for the Raptors just because he's getting extended minutes in Kyle Lowry's absence and with the Terrence Ross trade but uh, I'm more looking at uh, guy Karis Laver here $3,900 up against Dallas and uh, he's, he's put up some decent numbers in his last few games And uh, 15 in his last game, 17, 21 in his last three games. Then he had a a night with 10 and then 28 fan duel points. So he's putting up some good numbers for Brooklyn. His minutes have increased coming towards the end of the season. Um, Not much more you can do with your minutes uh, when you're a team like Brooklyn at this point in the season other than give them to the young guys. So those are the kind of guys you could get some real value out of in FanDuel towards the end of the season here. So Laverre is one of those. And and another guy here, uh, priced very low is Shabazz Muhammad, $3,700. or Sorry, I mean, uh, I'm looking ahead. Aaron Aflalo, um, $3,600 for Aaron Aflalo, hosting Sacramento. And again, Aflalo, um, not a youngster, but he's benefiting from the uh, shift in in uh territory in sacramento with cousins out of there so a came up with 15 fanduel points in his last game a rough night in the game before that but 26 two games ago so he's certainly capable of putting up some big numbers for 3600
1: well one guy that we we were used to seeing put up some big numbers in the past is down here in this range i gotta ask you about monte Dan. what the heck's happened to this guy he used to be a key to this whole offense and now it's just not happening well, he
2: yeah, had those injuries earlier in the season. In the season, it took a while for him to get going. And Indiana, in general, has just been off stride. So you can't really say for sure what's going on. I mean, Ellis has had a few good games this season, and forty six hundred dollars, I think, is a little bit steep for him. I would be really inclined to pick him if he was maybe below forty five, maybe around forty two, four four thousand. That would be, I think, a more reasonable price. Mm-hmm but I don't know exactly how they make these prices so but uh, yeah I mean he's not the same guy that we've seen in some of the seasons past so yeah, I'm not looking at him really at that price, especially against Milwaukee. I think that's a really tough matchup for a guy like Ellis.
1: And we go to the three position where the the small forward, Kevin Durant, you mentioned, he's out long-term with a knee injury. So the next gap on the board, uh, all alone over 8,000 at 9,100 is Jimmy Butler, uh, one of the, the key drivers of Chicago's offense there. He's against Houston. That should be a shootout. Is this a chance to play or fade him? Uh.
2: It- it's a pretty solid play in my opinion especially if Dwayne Wade's going to be out um, tough tough thing is is that if Trevor Reza's guarding him he's a solid defender but I mean Jimmy Butler can pretty much deal with any kind of defense defender so I'm not too worried about that so uh, he's not a bad player to build around tonight and as you you mentioned that uh, it, it should be a shootout there with Houston so more shots more rebounds more opportunities for everybody and Butler should be one of those guys so He's somebody I wouldn't shy away from tonight at all.
1: Yeah, I think at that price point and given the matchup, I I see that ball traveling pretty quickly. And and Butler, this is the kind of game where he could thrive. So he might be a guy that makes it into one of my lineups for sure. Uh, Let's take a look at the the group of six uh, above 6,000, including Harrison Barnes, right at the 6,000 mark. Danilo Gallinari is a game time call with an illness, but that still leaves us five other names to consider from Paul George at 7,900 down to Harrison Barnes at $6,000, Dan. Some good names in here and some good prices, I think.
2: Yeah, well, one guy you got to look at for sure. I mean, most likely Gallinari and Jokic, who were both out with illnesses, will likely be coming back. But if by chance they're not, uh, you got to look at Wilson Chandler, who came up with plus 50 FanDuel points in his game before last and plus 30 in his last game, taking advantage of some extra shooting and playing time. So I, I like Wilson Chandler here for $7,000. He's a diverse player, affects the game in many ways, so I like him there. Another guy here whose price has just been steadily increasing is Chris Middleton, who's really surprised me at how well he's been playing since coming back from injury. missed three quarters of the season with uh, an injury, but he's playing amazing. 31 FanDuel points in his last game, then 29 before that, 27, 43, and 35. So very solid numbers for this guy. Um, Slowly, though, like I said, his price is increasing, and I mean, if he goes much past sixty-eight hundred, which he's listed at today, um, the value is going to start to fade for me. But at this time, he's still a valuable pick at sixty-eight hundred dollars, and I like Chris Middleton. A couple guys I I might want to avoid, though, are Paul George. Uh, I think tough matchup against Milwaukee and the Pacers. Uh, i'm not 100 percent confident in in what they're doing right now they came coming off a win in their last game but only four and six in their last 10 and uh their last win uh, it wasn't the greatest game for george only 21 points 32 Fanduel points he's his game before that 49 though but i think milwaukee is the team with all the momentum in that situation milwaukee's playing at home so i'm fading paul george
1: I wonder what you think about Wilson Chandler. This guy's been fairly inconsistent of late, and he gets a tough matchup against Boston, but it is a home court deal for, for Denver. I'm thinking of fading this guy. Do you think that's the right thing to do? Well, it
2: depends. It, I, I think he's a really good pick for the price, and if, if you're not spending big on small forward, um, he's, he's a guy where you don't have to spend huge money, but you still have that, that good shot at getting 30-plus Fanduel points. So for me, Wilson Chandler... He's a good look, in my opinion.
1: Maybe more of a tournament play, given that he's been so wildly fluctuating. If people are on him, he's heavily owned and he has a big game. You're not going to be too far ahead of the game. But if he comes through as a contrarian play, when you have him uh, lightly owned and you could pick him on a big night, it could be a big score. Um, what about the guys between five thousand and six six thousand dollars? Fifty nine hundred, Dan. We got Otto Porter at the top of that range, taking it down to Andre Iguodala at fifty one hundred dollars for a struggling Golden State team.
2: Well, Otto Porter's been in a bit of a slump lately. Uh, he, he bounced back a bit in his last game with twenty two points, thirty five Fanduel points. But before that, he failed to hit twenty points in the points column for about seven or eight games. Um, which, which he was doing fairly consistently for a while there before the All-Star break. So, I mean, Otto Porter's a bit up and down, and I'm not too high on him right now, so I'll just mention that. But another guy to look at is Andre Iguodala, who's uh, picking up some extra minutes without Kevin Durant there, and uh, his team needs to lean, is leaning on him. His veteran leadership and steady play where he contributes across the board came up with a massive night in his uh game before last with 44 fando points um which is why his price is up in the 5,000s now he was around in even in the 3,000s for a long part of the season so i mean with the rotation change there andre iguodala is uh, a decent look but then again with that price tag i don't know that kind of throws me off a little bit now that i take another look at that but a guy who does have a favorable matchup i would say is harrison barnes uh hosting brooklyn six thousand dollars I think that's a good price for Harrison Barnes, especially he can top 30 Fanduel points for you, especially against this opponent. His team really needs a win. They're very close to sneaking into that eighth spot in the West. They've won three straight and, right, and they're only within a, a game, about a game of that eighth spot there. So, I mean, I think Harrison Barnes is going to be giving it all he's got and he's got a good matchup.
1: Yeah, I wonder if Michael Kitt, Gilchrist is a guy that I could add to that mix, Dan, for $5,400. He's been consistent on the boards. So he's just not scoring consistently, as you might like. But if he has one of those games where he puts it all together, boy, he could be a, a nice, nice pick at that price point, given the matchup that they have there against Orlando. Let's take it down below the 5000 uh, threshold into some value plays here that uh, might be good in tournaments, Dan.
2: Well, as I let slip before, I do like Shabazz Muhammad. $3,700 hosting the Golden State Warriors, where they're thinned out at his position at small forward. He's not going to be dealing with a Kevin Durant. Uh, And he's come up with some good games in his last few games. 23 FanDuel points in his last game. A real slow night before that, but that was against San Antonio. It's a tough matchup for him. Um, But then before that, 22 FanDuel points again. So Shabazz Muhammad is one of the Timberwolves' best bench players, and they're going to need more from him. I mean, they're pretty far out of the... Well, not really. They're about two and a half games out of the race right now. That's, that's kind of a, a bit of a distance for the situation that they're in. But if this guy can come up huge and if they're all in there, they still have a shot. So I like Shabazz Mohammed $3,700. There's a couple other really good um, value here with Thabo Sefalosha Sef at 3900 Jalen Brown at 3900 I like both of them, both uh, starting players. For the most part, we'll have to double-check what Jalen Brown is going to be doing uh, with Avery Bradley back in the lineup. So, um, But if he's getting the start, still at 3,900 for a great player there. And same with Thabo Cephalosha.
1: Well, and I'll add the name of Terrence Ross. This guy, since he left Toronto, he's getting at least 30 minutes of of a run time in in orlando 's offense, and uh, some games are really good, some games are ordinary, but when you 're getting that kind of a run at this price tag, and you can got your shooting eye intact, could be a big payoff there too, uh, not an overwhelming foe on the other side of the ball in that one too, making him an interesting pick for me on this night. We go to the power forwards, Dan. Nikola Jokic at the top of the board, another guy who's a game time call with an illness. We're thinking that he might play, uh, so interesting call there. $10,100 against the visiting Celtics. Is this a player fade for you? If he's in the
2: game, uh, it's a, definitely a play for me. Um, Boston's front court is not one of the toughest in the league to go up against. I think Jokic definitely has the advantage there in both sides of the ball, so Ten thousand one hundred dollars. If we get the word, he's all good to go. I definitely like him as one of my big money guys tonight for sure.
1: All right, and I I would tend to agree with that because of the the same assessment that I I share in terms of the analysis of the competing front courts here. Uh, Let's go down a little bit below that uh, threshold, quite a bit actually. Two thousand dollars to the next guy, Draymond Green, at eighty one hundred dollars down to frank kaminsky he's out with a shoulder injury at six thousand and uh, markeith morris also at six thousand he's good to go for washington against sacramento so what do you think in that range dan well
2: draymond green's value definitely goes up for me big time without kevin durant in the lineup team's looking to him a lot more offensively he's he's got double digits in points in his last six games something which he didn't do for about the six games before that (laughs) so now he's back contributing in the points column, same old in the rebounds and assists column blocks and steals so he's a very pretty much guaranteed 30 point threat there uh for eight thousand one hundred dollars potential up to 50 point threat i would say so i really like that price tag on draymond green too and and up against minnesota where their uh front court is very tough draymond green seems to uh, you know he's going to step it up against an opponent like that and he's going to bring bring a, uh, an intensity to the game so I like him there for sure
1: and I like Toronto's Sergi Baca in the range in this range too Dan he since he's come over from uh, Orlando he's fit in like uh, seamlessly into Toronto's situation just exactly what this club needed a real presence in at both ends of the floor and and a, a real he's a re- rebound eater and he has a good outside game too so he can really do it all for this club and they'll be counting on him down the stretch this is a statement game I think against Atlanta and they'll be they'll be looking for him to come come up big and so do I in fact so I'll be on him and we're gonna go I'll I'll add the name of Mr. 30,000 we'll have a few more words to say about Dirk Nowitzki later and he's got, got the favorable matchup against Brooklyn and I think this is a chance to to pad those Hall of Fame stats for the the Wiley veteran uh, as well Uh, we'll go down into the 5000s looking at Marvin Williams and uh, all the way down to Willie Colley Stein in this 5000 range there is one injury note that's Kenneth Reed out with a back injury so you'll definitely want to fade him it looks like what about the guys in this range Dan any values that you like
2: well I like what Aaron Gordon's been doing lately his play has definitely picked up since the Ibaka trade, uh, maybe he's better, in, more in his uh, proper position, or getting better, better looks in the in the sets. So I think Aaron Gordon at fifty six hundred dollars is a pretty good bet for thirty Fanduel points. Uh, he's up against they're playing in short Charlotte, kind of a tough place to play. But Aaron Gordon is a staple in Orlando's lineup, and he should be getting the the minutes and the run there to do some good damage. So I like him there
1: all right and what about in bargain country here at the power four position less than five thousand dollars there's some pretty good names here that are in this range that might be worth the play a couple of guys that we were on early in, earlier in the year including irsan Ilyasova. we've talked about bielitsa they find we find these names in this range do you like either of them or anybody else in this group
2: um not huge on iliasova but I, I do like two guys from boston here i like amir johnson and jonas serebko Amir Johnson, starting player, has been putting up solid numbers for most of the season here. Thirty nine hundred dollars, I think, is a generous price tag for FanDuel players, considering he's got uh, he had two games straight in his last four. Uh, the two games before his most recent two, where he would top thirty FanDuel points, then he followed up with twenty one and fifteen. So, I mean, he's he's steadily around fifteen, average, averaging sixteen on the season. But then he has those games here and there where he throws in around. 30-something to high 20s, and I think the game against Boston, although he's he's going to have his hands full with Nikola Jokic, and I, th- I think that's almost more of a reason for him to stay on the court, because he's the kind of player that can kind of give Jokic a bit of a hassle around the basket, and uh, I think he'll take advantage of some coaching decisions there, and an up-and-down game as well. I expect a lot of scoring there, and the same with Jurebko. He's been playing well for Boston too lately, and uh, Depending on if Denver's thinned out of that small small forward, power forward position with Gallinari, Kenneth Fareed, and what else is going on there, but is a pretty solid bet, especially in his last six games to top 15 FanDuel points for a very good price.
1: You know what? I'm going to be watch, keeping an eye on that the Raptors game with Atlanta. To see how Ilyasova does, this guy has been a Raptor killer for a long time, uh, as long as he's been in the league, actually, uh, in my memory, and uh, this is the first time he's going to face the new and improved uh, look that the Raptors offer defensively with Tucker, and uh, the new guy in the in the three uh, four uh, Ibaka uh, combining their forces to try and limit him uh, offensively so I'll be curious to see whether he uh, is a good value at 4,800 at the end of the day I'm going to fade him though uh, given that I expect the Raptors to to put the clamps on him pretty good in that matchup let's go over to the center position Dan Carl Anthony Towns the lone wolf way ahead of the pack at ten thousand six hundred dollars uh, the next guy up, Nikola Vucevic, is got a game time called an Achilles injury. So if you don't want uh, Towns, you're going to go bargain hunting right away at the center position. What say you about Karl-Anthony Towns?
2: Well, I like him for sure. Um, Golden State, they've got uh, Pachulia there in the center, who's a tough guy, but doesn't match Towns nearly anywhere close in terms of skill. Towns can step outside on him for sure and beat him on the dribble. Uh... Two games straight with 20 plus points and 14 rebounds. I think that was some kind of historical historical mark there um, itself. So he's he's got about six or he's got about eight games double double eight game double double streak going on here and uh, double double machine. Very good chance he's going to top 50 Fanduel points for you or at least be in the high 40s. So he's another guy in, uh, worth big money that I do like uh, tonight for sure.
1: All right, Dan, and uh, why don't we go looking for some of the other guys a little bit lower in the price tag? There, let's take a Dwight Howard, seventy one hundred dollars down to Al Horford at six thousand dollars.
2: Well, Dwight Howard against Toronto, I think there's he's got a tough matchup between Valanciunas and Serge Ibaka, so I'm fading Dwight Howard. Um, it's, same with Al Horford. I, I'm not a big fan of him in this in his matchup against Denver. I think that's a tough matchup for him too. Um, a guy, I like Greg Monroe's matchup here, but I think $6,300 is a bit of a high price that I wouldn't look at paying for a guy like Monroe who's who could be up or down. If he's up, he's great. If he's down, it could be single um, below 20 Fando points. He's coming off 32 in his last game and hit 40 three games back. But uh, again, those are all guys I don't like. I would have to go either with uh, Towns or I'd have to go a little bit lower here to find somebody that I like what I'm going to get in terms of value.
1: Yeah, I wonder if Nerlens Noel would fit the bill given his matchup tonight. He's gone off for a couple of big games, but he also has been ordinary and a couple of others uh, since he moved over to Dallas. So that might be a guy that might fits in as a contrarian play given the level of inconsistency that he's shown in recent games there. Um, what about the 5,000 range, Dan? We've got Marcin Gortat from $5,700 down to Cody Zeller at $5,100 before we go into the uh, bargain bin.
2: Well, with Frank Kaminsky um, still being out with injury, I like Cody's, uh, Cody Zeller here for sure. Good price, $5,100. He's capable of putting up some serious numbers in the 30s. Came coming off a game with 20 FanDuel points, then 33, 25, uh, 23, and 13. 13 was his first game back from injury-limited minutes, so... He's back up to full minutes, and uh, he can certainly fill it up. Charlotte uses him a lot. Uh, in the pick and roll, he cleans up the boards. So I like Cody Zeller there at $5,100. Another guy who's, who's still got a... He's creeping up there in price now, Bismarck Bionbo, uh since Nikola Vucevic has been... Uh, he's a game-time decision now, but he's missed quite a few games, and that's creeped Biyombo's price up. So I think you're starting to lose some value there. With Biombo coming in at 4,900, so a guy I do like though a little bit here, actually quite a bit, is Jonas Valanciunas, 5,400 bucks up against Atlanta. Um, He's got the matchup against Dwight Howard, Paul Millsap in the front court there, but I think Valanciunas is the bigger man there. He's coming off a great night in his last game with 43 Fanduel points and in 34 minutes, his most minutes in a while. He's probably averaging around 22, 25 minutes a game. But uh, if last game was any indication, and and if he proved something, you should be seeing a good amount of minutes, especially up against uh, some other big guys where where he can counter the matchup there. For fifty four hundred dollars, I think you get a great pick out of Valanciunas.
1: I love that call, Dan. He's he's matched up well against uh dwight howard in the past and now he's got help in the in the front court so that makes me feel a little more confident about that pick i, I love that call uh, let's go uh, into the bargain bin then as i said and uh, talk about some of the names in that sub five thousand category well
2: for me the value pick here at center is costa kufos of forty four hundred dollars, and he's coming he he was playing great in his last game i was watching him he was he was like a wizard with the baller's school and everybody so he's coming up with three games straight worth 20-plus FanDuel points, 23, 29, 26. And then he had an off night with six FanDuel points, but 27 before that. So he's definitely picked up his play in the absence of Cousins. Of course, he's getting more minutes and more responsibility there. Um, he's, he matches up against Marcin Gortat, who, who I do like as well, I should mention uh, tonight. But I think for, for value, Kufos here, $4,400 is a good value pick at center.
1: All right, Dan. We've given our best picks at each position, and uh, we want to also remind our listeners that, uh, on behalf of our friends at FanDuel, we uh, baseball's just around the corner, folks. The World Baseball Classic's going on. We don't want you to get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. Users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. And I'll also say don't forget to check back with Rotowire's starting lineups on the NBA tab. We also do lineup sweeps and checks all day long at Rotowire so you can make sure your players are good to go in daily games right up to tip-off. Uh, Dan we got a little bit of time here so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions here first of all noting that the Cavs and the Warriors have been losing more than their share of games of late the Cavs on a three-game losing streak the Warriors losing three out of five does that leave you thinking that either of these teams have lost a bit of their mojo and may may have to worry about some pretenders who might uh, challenge their way to the finals
2: well I think the Warriors definitely have taken a big hit losing Durant but the thing is they gave up a lot of depth um, in the process of of going for him and 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 deciding to pick up a player like that. Uh, they they were quite a bit deeper team, especially with guys like Spates and uh, Harrison Barnes were very valuable um, depth role players. Uh, that Andrew Bogut, of course, and I think so. I think they they're they've lost a lot of depth and. That that that's not a, as big of a problem when you have a guy like Durant contributing as much as he has consistently. But then when you take that guy out, and you become a lot different team that would require depth to stay afloat. And and now that they're lacking that depth and lacking Durant, I think they're a very uh, much more uh, mortal team at this point. And I think there's a couple of teams that have a chance of maybe even catching the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs are coming off uh, an ugly loss last night, but I'm sure they'll bounce back from that. And uh, so, yeah, I do, I do think the Warriors have taken quite a hit, and they're certainly no longer uh, that immortal team that they they may have seemed with Durant. Um, so that that I do think. And then with with Cleveland, I mean, they've lost three straight uh, with LeBron, um, or maybe he was resting one of those games. He but was. the thing is. He played great last night, came up with a massive game, recorded uh, his 50th career tri- triple-double, and the thing is, they still lost. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with Cleveland. They got, they picked up all these free players, well, not free, but all these players without giving anything up. They got Darren Williams. They got Derek Williams. Um, you know, unfortunately, the thing with Andrew Bogut getting injured, but, uh, I mean, I don't know what's got to happen for Cleveland to, to you know, reach that level that Golden State seemed to be on. But, I mean, I'm less worried about Cleveland than I am Golden State, just because at least they've still got all their guys. Well, actually, that's that's the thing. They're, they're missing Kevin Love, who I guess that's a, a big hit to their depth, especially in the front court, um, And they're scoring and rebounding. So that, that's a big hit for Cleveland. Hopefully, for them, Love gets back in it. But I don't think that's as big of a loss as Kevin Durant is for the Warriors so both teams are definitely missing some some pieces some key pieces and yeah looking a little bit more like mortals than than they had maybe in the first couple weeks of the season
1: well I like the fact that both teams that look look vulnerable because for the longest time it seemed that they were on a collision course to go through to the finals and, and the fo- playoffs, the formality. But uh, there's a bit of a seed of doubt now in both cases, and and I'm quite happy about that as a fan of neither club, really, i got to say. And, uh, Dan, those uh, of our listeners who listen to my ho- hockey podcasts will know that I like to highlight uh, on the Statsman and AJ show on Tuesdays the stud of the week. Well, I know that you and I are pretty happy for one Dirk Nowitzki. He reached a career milestone of note last week as Dirk became the sixth NBA star to reach the 30,000-point plateau and certainly is the all-time leader among anybody not born in the United States. So great news for for fans of Nowitzki, and uh, I wanted you to have a couple of minutes to say something good about him in your own words.
2: Well, not much more I can say other than just class act. Uh, You know, tough player. He really paid his dues stuck it out and I was very very happy when he won the championship uh, back a few years ago beating Miami I thought that was amazing I thought that was one of the one of the greatest uh, runs and stories that I've seen as an NBA fan so I was extremely happy for Dirk to get that uh, championship when he did and now reaching this milestone that's fantastic companies and not even Shaquille O'Neal is in that company so I think the players are it's MJ Kobe um, Malone uh, Dirk now and um,
1: Kareem Abdul
2: Jabbar. Yeah, Kareem, Kareem and Wilt, I think it is. Yeah. So so now you add Dirk to that mix. The guy who's coming up right behind him is LeBron, but uh still doesn't, takes nothing away from Dirk. Amazing what he's done, and and yeah, couldn't be more happy for the
1: yeah. guy. Yeah, a good uh, role model out there for sure. Yeah, exactly. And a fine way to end this show, Dan. So there you go, everybody. Have a look at FanDuel and enjoy the, all the fun and games on their menu of options. We hope we've given you some good ideas for tonight's games. For Dan Bruno, who you can follow at Deep Bruno official I'm Paul Bruno, reminding you to follow me at StatsMan22. Good luck with your FanDuel plays. To all our listeners from RotoWire.
0: Bob Ruff host of the truth and justice podcast each season on truth and justice we reinvestigate a wrongful conviction cold case our investigations are shared on the show in real time and you actually participate in the investigation season three has just begun so this is the perfect time to get on board right from the beginning of a brand new case search for truth and justice on your favorite podcast directory and start listening and participating today start on episode 301
1: who get it done.